0: Luke chapter 24, and I want to begin reading from, um, I want to begin reading at verse, um, verse 45. Amen. Luke chapter uh, 24, verse 45. Amen. It says, Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And that's something. And he said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and raise again from the dead the third day. And that repentance for forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name to all the nations beginning from Jerusalem He says and you are what witnesses of these things and behold I'm sending forth my goodness the what the promise of my father upon you. Now he's talking about a person. The promise is the Holy Spirit by the way and you are to stay in the city until you are what clothed with power from on high. I want to talk about this morning, Jesus. Amen. Do you know the resurrected Jesus? Jesus, exclamation mark, with a question. Do you know? Do you know? Do you really know? I know you heard about him. But the question is, does your life reflect power? The power of the resurrected Jesus. In 1998, Lee Strobe, a reporter from the Chicago Tribune and a graduate of Yale Law School, published the book, Case for Christ. Lee was a journalist, a personal investigator, and he investigated the evidence for Jesus. Lee had formerly been an atheist and was compelled by his wife's conversion to Christianity to refute. The key Christian claim that Jesus rose from the dead. G. Lee, being an investigator, went on this journey to prove that Christ did not raise from the dead. Paramount among these was the heresy of Jesus' resurrection, but other claims. Included the belief that Jesus was literally the son of God. And he also refuted the accuracy of the New Testament writing. Lee however was unable. Amen. To refute these claims. To his satisfaction. And as a result. He was converted. And became a Christian. You see. There are many out here today who are not sure who Jesus really is. The one thing that we have to face today as believers and the one thing that we have to pay attention to and ask ourselves is do we have any doubts about who Jesus really is? I know some of you came to Jesus because you were down on your luck. Amen. Cause your mama drugged you to church, you were a drug addict, you were drug to Bible study, you were drug to uh, uh, Sunday school, vacation Bible school, I already know. You know, but but the question I have for you is do you have any doubts? Many doubt, like Lee. But if you take a good look and if you investigate carefully, you'll realize that when you find the proof, eventually you will bow your head, drop to your knees, and you will worship him. Today, as we gather around the world to celebrate Easter or Resurrection Sunday, I'm reminded that the reason for the celebration it's not the baskets. It's not the candy. It is. It is Jesus. You see. See. I want to. I want to ask a question today, and this is the question: Do you know Him? Now, here's another question: Is the resurrected Jesus different? Yes, He is. Why? He has a new body. He has new abilities. Amen. He did not have to eat or drink or anything he ascended into heaven and consequently there are a lot of similarities as well as differences because the body of Jesus is no longer in the tomb we find in the book of Luke in chapter 23 we find that we have what's what's called the trial of Jesus chapter 23 deals with the brutal death of Jesus the death, the burial, and we get to chapter 24 and we find that Luke is writing to let us know, to share with us about his resurrection. What happened after the resurrection? I, I got a question for you today. Do you really know Jesus? I, I, and I'm not just being cliche but I'm just asking, like, do you really Really, really know Jesus. You see, in chapter 24, we find that Jesus appeared to some on the way, on the road, on the Emmaus Road. He is discussing about himself, he's making himself known to them. Because when the crucifixion and the burial And and the burial that happened with Jesus, people doubted. Got to understand something, that they thought it was over. They thought that it was over for us. It was a good run. You know, a lot of people do that in their Christian life. They start church for a few months. Amen. They start living for Jesus for a few weeks, maybe six to eight months. And then all of a sudden, it seems like, oh, it's boring now. Or the fat, it wears off, something wears off. I don't know what that is. But I want to tell you something. I've met this resurrected Jesus. And there's a difference because before I met Christ, amen, before I really met the resurrected Jesus, I, I tried church. I went to church in Virginia and it seemed to me that I was doing it for the wrong reasons. I got baptized, I spoke in tongues, I did all that. But no sooner than six to eight months later, I was right back to doing some of the same things I said I would never do again. I want to share with somebody here today, Jesus is real. And I believe that the one thing that you have to understand that the resurrected Jesus is different, but the resurrected Jesus made it possible for me to change. I think the difference was, is I was looking for Jesus to fix my problem. I wasn't asking Jesus to fix me. I wish I had somebody. You see, I want to tell you something. Without the resurrected Jesus, we are in trouble. Jesus. Amen. Right here in chapter 24. He had to prove to them that he was real. He took a piece of fish. He got them a fish dinner, one piece. And he said, Come on, give me a piece, give me a piece of that fish right quick. Let me let me let me let me see what I can do with that thing right quick. Amen. And and, and the thing about it is, the thing about what you have to understand, saints, is that Jesus is trying. Arabic. What Jesus is trying to do is Jesus is trying to prove, not prove, but he's saying to his disciples Amen. Sure, translate into which language? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Siri is acting crazy. I don't know, I didn't even say Siri. Siri jumping up. See, this is the type of stuff I'm telling you about. Jesus took this one-piece fish dinner from, amen, to prove. You got to watch this. You got to check it out, right? Chapter 24 is deep, amen. And, and he says, listen, he says, listen, man, uh, y'all better watch out because I'm here. I'm real. See, I believe that sometimes the Jesus that we imagine is not the Jesus of the Bible. See, there's no way that if you really accept Jesus that your life cannot change. I'm I'm, I'm trying to help somebody here today. Maybe 15 Easter's ago you gave your life to Christ, but 15 15 years later you're still the same. Something is wrong with that Jesus that you accepted. So the question is, how do we come to know this Jesus? If you look at verse 44, amen, look what it says. Uh, let me back up. Let me, let, me, let me just back up real quick. Verse 36, look what it says. It says, while they were what? Telling these things, he himself stood in their midst and said, peace be, peace be to you. But they were startled and frightened and thought that they were seeing a spirit, A ghost. And he said to them, why are you troubled? Why do you doubt? Why do doubts arise in your heart? See, see, there it is. I believe the one thing that hinders us from knowing this Jesus is the doubts that we see. God will put somebody in your life. Godly. And the devil will cause you to doubt who they are. Why? Why do we doubt so much? Because we want evidence, see? Watch the text. We're no different than them. So what did Jesus do? Look at verse 39. Jesus said, Alright, y'all want to doubt? See my hands and look at my feet. Amen. That it is I myself, touch me and see, for a spirit does not have what? Flesh and bones, as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they were still while they still could not believe. Let me ask you a question today. Are you stuck there where you still can't believe? Are you still struggling with the belief about Jesus? Because if you're still struggling, amen, if, if he only works for a period of time, amen. Listen, this Christian journey, it's a journey. Listen, it's not going to change overnight. It will change with time. Change happens when you apply the word of God with the power of God. Come on, somebody. With Christ as your Lord. Write that down somewhere. Look what he says. He says in verse 41, he says, "While while they still could not, look at it, could not believe, It is because of their what? Joy and amazement. He said to them, you have anything, do you have anything here to eat? And they gave him what? A piece of raw fish. Wasn't fried fish. Raw fish. And he took it and ate it before them. Now he said to them, these are my words which I spoke to you while I was what? Still with you. See it? That all this, all this, things which are written about me where in the law of what Moses and the prophet and the Psalms must be fulfilled. What Jesus was saying is y'all didn't pay attention in Bible school. Y'all came to Bible study. Y'all came to Sunday morning for three years. You were hanging in church. And now what I said was going to happen, happened. But now y'all are disappointed amen like y'all never believed what I said was going to happen boy if you only listen to the preacher some of you I've told you things but you still don't believe me and I believe that the reason why it hasn't manifested in your life I'm talking about through my preaching amen here's the reason why because you don't believe May I say something to you? You gotta believe what God says from His Word. That's why I'm preaching the Word and not preaching what I'm saying. I am the interpreter of the Word of God by way of the Holy Spirit. Are y'all following me? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this now. Verse 45. I believe this. I believe. Well, how do we get to know Him, Pastor? First thing you gotta do. You ready? Write this down. Write these things down. I gotta go. Look what He said. First thing you gotta do is pray Verse 45, and then he what? What did he do? He opened their minds. Listen, without Jesus opening your mind to understand the word, what I'm saying to you will make no sense. So the first thing you got to do if you want to know Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, pray for understanding of the scriptures. Pray for what? understanding pray that he opens your mind you see before the resurrection he was the walking scripture but he had but see his disciples disciples walked with him but never believed the scriptures they never understood what he was really saying because had they understood they would have went to the tomb with an expectation it wouldn't just be the women that he transformed. It would have been every disciple. That he had walked with. The blind people that he opened their eyes. The sick that he's healed. The dead that he rose. You with me? Here's the problem saints. I believe that the problem is. We're looking for Jesus. Everywhere else. Other than in the scriptures. But if you want to know Jesus. You got to read your Bible. May I ask you a question? Where are you looking for Jesus. Ask him to open your mind right now. Lord, open my eyes. Open my mind right now. Pastor's preaching. I don't know what he's saying. I'm falling asleep. Help me, Lord. Help me right now. Open my mind, Lord. Open my heart. The mind and the heart work together. Because the mind, the heart regulates the mouth. Because what comes out your mouth is really what's in your heart. Are you with me? Jesus said, Jesus said, okay, y'all don't get it. All right. So now this is Jesus after he rose. He says, hey, let me, let me eat with them, but let me open their minds now. Right? So what's the first thing you got to do? You got to pray for what? You got to pray for what? Understanding of what? The scriptures. Watch this. Verse 46. And he said to them, thus it is written. Thus, whenever you see it is written, he's referencing the Old Testament. Now, what Jesus was trying to show them in verse 44 is that it was written about him from Genesis all the way down to Malachi. When you read the whole Old Testament, you will see Jesus. But he needed to open their minds so that they will understand how to recognize him in the Old Testament. The New Testament is a fulfillment of what was spoken in the Old Testament. Y'all follow me? Now watch this. Watch this. He says, thus it is written, what? That the Christ would what? Suffer? And what? Raise again from the dead When Now, did it happen? Did it happen? Can I ask you a question? What have you read in scripture that you have held on to and all of a sudden you see it happen? The next thing you got to do if you want to know the resurrected Jesus. Ready? Pay attention to the proof. Pay attention to the what? To the proof. And when you come to the place where you start doubting the word of God and you have proof, then you have a problem. You see, when Lee set out to prove that Jesus wasn't real, it was hard for him to deny what the Old Testament predicted about in the New Testament. Watch this. If you need more proof, read Moses. Read the prophets. Listen, look at what scriptures you have been holding on to. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Greater is he that's in me that's he that's in the world. I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. What am I saying? I'm saying you got to look for the proof that I've been young and I've been old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Stop holding on to false promises and start holding on to the proof that you see that God is changing your life. Hallelujah. To his holy name. He says, he says, he says in verse 46, it is written that the what? That the Christ would what? Suffer, and then what? That the Christ would suffer. That he would what? Suffer. So the next thing is, you gotta remember, here's what you gotta remember the price has been paid. For you to know him. That's my third point. The what? The price. See, the only way you can know Jesus is if he went to that cross. Can you imagine that freely God is trying to offer himself to you? You don't have to pay the price to get to know him. Salvation is a free gift. Ha! Hallelujah to his holy name. And what Jesus is saying is, I had to suffer. Let me say this. This is what we call the passion of Christ. The Latin verb here means to suffer, to bear a burden. So what Jesus was really saying is, I had to suffer and raise again from the dead on the third day so that you can come to know me. Do I have anybody here today? who understand what I'm talking about. And I want to say something to you. The cost for you to get to know him was high. Do I have anybody? And I want to say to you today that no matter what it may look like, positive thinking will not get it. But if you look to the scriptures, to the eyes that Jesus gives you, you will find out that his suffering had a purpose. What purpose did his suffering have? His per- the purpose of his suffering, it was so that you can go through the process of transformation. And I'm talking to somebody here today, don't put Jesus to the side. Listen, it's okay to talk about him. Because he suffered for you. He did that for you. And so the text says not only did he suffer, but look what it said, verse 46. But what did he do? He did what? And rise again. From what? From the dead, the what? The third day. And so here's my next point. Through the power of the resurrection, you can get to know Are you with me by understanding the scriptures? Come on somebody by understanding the proof by looking at the price, but now you have the power of the resurrection. See, without the resurrection, we can't know him without the resurrection. We don't have no insight. Watch this. Here's what the resurrection did. He defeated the devil, death, death, and sin. Watch this. He was paving the way for you. He was paving the way for you and I to get to know him. And it is through the power. Paul says that I may know him. Hallelujah. And the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering. So watch this. So through the resurrection, you get to know him, but through suffering, hallelujah, you submit to him. Through the suffering, you get to lean on him. Through the suffering, watch this, your problems bring you closer to him. It doesn't drive you, it shouldn't drive you away from him. See, and what happens with people when they come to Christ, they're disappointed because they thought their problems were going to go away. But through the power of the resurrection, when you get to know him, he lends you that power so that you can face tomorrow. Are you with me? Are you with me? And if he, and because, not if, he has defeated the devil, you know, I'd say this all the time. Satan already knows he's a loser. So what does he do? He's like that kid that knows he lost, but he's going to take the, he brought the ball to the basketball court. And so if I can't play, nobody can play. So what does he do? He disrupts our relationship. You know what Easter Sunday should be about? It should be about you reevaluating your relationship. With the one that died for you. Are you with me? Are you following me? Are you listening? Are you hearing though? I know you're listening. But are you hearing me? He raised again from the dead. On the what? On the third day. He defeated death. Look at verse 47. Look at verse 47. And that repentance. For the forgiveness of of sins. Are you seeing that? So so after he there, there's the there's the resurrection, right? Through the resurrection you get to know, but here's the next thing. You ready? 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 Mic check, mic check. Watch this. Through the preaching of the gospel is how you get to know. Listen, I know I know I may not be the most prolific speaker. I may not be the best presenter, but one thing I do preach is the gospel. And can I can I tell you something about the gospel? Let me tell you what the gospel does it offends, it agitates, it makes you feel uncomfortable. Because you realize, man, I'm man, I ain't doing right. I, man, I'm falling short. Man, that preacher, man, he fine from now. Nah, I ain't gonna go there. But what I'm saying to you is this: the only thing that can save your skin—I'm sorry, your soul—is Jesus. You could try. Go ahead go ahead you're going to go try this you're going to try that you're going to try yoga you're going to try this you can try meditation you try all that stuff and you're going to come right back to this very thing that I'm giving you today on this resurrection morning and it is through the preaching of the gospel and you hearing it faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God but if you don't pray for understanding of the scripture then how can you understand the gospel you follow me? Preaching changes lives. Talks don't change your life. Your life. Uh, seminars don't change your life. Amen. Come on somebody. Amen. I'll I stop by to tell you. I done tried everything. I done tried multi-level marketing to positive thinking. And it all left me broken. But when I heard the gospel. Without preaching. We are lost. Here's what I want you to do. Pay attention. Pay attention to the preaching. And and don't go picking preaching that makes you feel good all the time. Because that kind of preaching will not save you. Are you with me? Then he says I gotta run on. Verse forty nine. He says and verse 48 says and you are what witnesses of these things and behold what I'm sending what forth the what the promise listen to me real good of my father what upon you. So now what Jesus is saying this is Jesus talking he is using a title for the most powerful being alive on planet earth along with himself now when he says i am sending it's in the future tense they still had to wait for him to ascend so that the promise that's the holy spirit here's how you change your life you live a spirit-filled life and the spirit of god listen the spirit of god will guide you he'll protect you he is a promise so lastly. You ready? You ready? You ready for this point? Write this down somewhere now. It is through the Holy Spirit you have the power to live for. It is what? You see, it is through the resurrection, it is through the preaching, but it's through the Holy Spirit that you have the power. Like I I'm people that know me that used, I'm sorry, people that used to know me. I had I had a, a friend of mine known 20 some years ago. We had a long conversation. He said, man, what happened to you, man? Because I, you you fronting, man. You're fronting, aren't you? I said, no, man, I'm changed. And the reason I know I'm changed because I could be real with myself. May I ask you a question? How real are you with you? Are you really changed? Or are you just front? Are you just playing? But when you have the Holy Spirit, watch what he does. He convicts you. He converts you. He comforts you. He compels you. And he gives you the power to live what? Victoriously. So if you want to know this, Jesus, you got to pray number one for what? Understanding of the Scripture. Pay attention to the what? The proof. The price has already been paid. Through the power of the resurrection, you can get to know him. Through the preaching of the gospel, you get to know him. And through the Holy Spirit, you can have what? Power to live for him. Periodically, Ford will take a car or a truck or a van and crash it into a wall at speeds up to at least a 100 miles per hour to see how much damage it can take. The difference between the road tests and the crash tests is in the road tests, they use real drivers. In the crash tests, they use dummies. When they do crash tests, they know no matter how skilled the driver is, somebody is gonna get hurt. So in the crash test, they don't use train drivers. they use dummies. They use, watch this. they use a model or shape like a human being because the dummy can handle the crash. Well, 2,000 years ago, God didn't send a dummy to take the crash test. He sent the real person to go to the cross, amen, to test drive and crash test the cross and then defeat death, the devil and sin. And he came on our side, bruised for our iniquity. If you want to know who he is that survived the crash test then read his word. Follow in his footsteps. The cross and you will realize and recognize he is all you need. Who is Jesus? In chemistry he turned water into wine. In biology he was born without a normal conception. In physics he disapproved the law of gravity and he walked on water. He ascended to heaven. In economics, come on somebody. He returned by feeding 5,000 men with two fish and five loaves. In medicine he cured the sick and the blind without a dose of drugs. In history he is the beginning and the end. In government he said that he shall be called wonderful counselor. Prince of peace. In religion he says no one comes to the father except by me. So who is he? He's the greatest man that ever lived in history. God bless you. God keep you. And may you come to know the resurrected Jesus. Thank God.